Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. I'm back. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome back to season three of the podcast. I know I did a little bit of a ghost at the end of last season. I didn't announce that I was going on break, but it was definitely one of those situations where I was just listening to my body because I was reaching that point where I was just tired, to be honest. I was getting run down. I got sick and I was getting stressed thinking, oh God, I need to do a podcast episode, but like I couldn't talk very well. And it kind of just was one of those moments where I kind of had to coach myself and go, okay, what would you say to a client in this situation? What is your priority right now? And for me, my priority pretty much always, like 95% of the time is health. That's my priority. So I mean, I, was, I still had those thoughts, obviously, of like, oh, but if I take time off, like I might have to work harder to get people to listen again, or people might forget about the podcast, like all of these stories we tell ourselves, you know? But again, I just thought about it and was like, but my health comes first. That's my priority always. Like health for me, most of the time is going to come above work. It's, it's the thing that's most important to me. So I listen to my body as I tell you guys to do, and I took a break. And the funny thing is actually, and I only realized this like a week ago, (laughs) is that I took a season break almost at the exact same time last year. And the exact same thing was happening. I was just like getting to a bit of a burnout stage. I was exhausted. I was getting sick. And I just went through that like change, I suppose, where I did a bit of an assessment, like what's working for me in my life? What's not working for me in my life? Cool. Let's make a change. And at that time, both this year and last year, The podcast was something that was just taking up too much of my time and my energy. So it was like, cool, season break time. Anyway, so that's where I've been. I have to just give you my life story beforehand, but it ties in really, really nicely into what I want to talk about today, because over these last few weeks, I've been doing some reflecting on my business. So really thinking about like who I help, how I help them, all of that big, important kind of stuff. And I have got a lot of big picture goals for this business. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but My business goals are not like make X amount of money or get X number of clients. Like that's not me. That's not what this business is for me. My business goals are around creating change on a global scale. They're around impacting generations to come and literally changing the way our society operates. I know like not too lofty or anything, Gemma, no problem. But those are my goals. Like that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I care about. That's what I'm here to do. So We all know like the method I'm using to do that is helping women find food and body freedom. Like I'm coaching women on body image, confidence, intuitive eating, having a healthy relationship with food, loving and accepting themselves, mindset, sustainable, healthy habits, getting out of diet culture. And like there are plenty 
of amazing outcomes that my clients are getting as a part of finding food and body freedom. That's my one-on-one clients, my confidence code clients, the people who do my online programs, all of that kind of stuff. Like there's so many incredible outcomes of this work that I'm doing. And like, there's all the ones we can think of off the top of our heads. Things like finding a healthy balance with food or stopping overeating and binging, stopping emotional eating, accepting their bodies without needing to change them, feeling confident, loving themselves more, getting into consistent exercise routines, feeling happy with who they are. Like you can guess all of those outcomes, right? If I'd asked you, what are the outcomes of this work that I do? You probably could have listed quite a few of those. Like they're all very obviously linked to food and body freedom, but I've noticed another huge shift that so many of my clients have made without us even intentionally working on it most of the time. And this is something that seems to be a byproduct of food and body freedom, but it is such a valuable change and it's making such a drastic difference to their lives. So you've read the title of this episode. You've probably already guessed that it's around people pleasing. My clients often come to me as total people pleasers, putting everyone else first and never prioritizing themselves. And then when they finish working with me, they've built such a strong relationship with themselves that they're no longer controlled by these people pleasing behaviors. Now, I think if you're a listener of this podcast, you're probably somewhat into personal development. And I also think that the term people pleaser has become so commonplace that, you know, most people know what it means really, but just in case there's anyone out there scratching their head right now, let me define it for you. So basically, as the name suggests, a people pleaser is someone that is focused on pleasing other people. And this desire to please others can often come at the detriment of their own needs and their own desires. So a people pleaser might look like the person who always says yes to taking on new tasks at work, even though they've already got enough on their plate and they probably need to stay back to get everything else done. A people pleaser might look like the person who agrees to a Friday night out with a friend, even though they're exhausted mentally and physically drained, and they were just really looking forward to an early night in to recharge. A people pleaser might look like the person who's really trying to focus on cooking more at home and eating nutritious meals, but they say, yeah, okay, every time their partner suggests Maccas for dinner, because they think, oh, well, I should probably eat the same thing as him and, you know, don't want him to feel pressured to join them in eating veggie heavy foods. But the mistake many people make is thinking kindness and people pleasing are the same thing. That is not the case. Kindness and people-pleasing are two totally different things. Like kindness is great. We should all try and be kind in our lives, but people-pleasing becomes a problem when it's to the detriment of you. And that's generally what people-pleasing is. So people-pleasing is also one of the biggest things that holds people back from ditching diet culture and having a great relationship with all foods and accepting your body, no matter what it looks like. People-pleasing, I'm going to say, is the food and body freedom killer. And if you're stuck entirely in people-pleasing ways, it's going to be really difficult for you to reach a place where you have food and body freedom. But working on food and body freedom has the side benefit of also working on getting rid of people-pleasing. So it's this like incredible crossover that I haven't heard anyone talk about before. So this is a bit of a mind-blown moment for me when I thought of this. So let's talk about the ways that people-pleasing is ruining your life, aka the way it's holding you back from food and body freedom. So the first way is that you care too much about what other people think. Now, I'm a big fan of giving less fucks about what other people think. Like, in fact, I've even got an entire program on the topic called the no fucks formula. But when you're so caught up in other people's opinions, you can't act on your own desires. And one of the biggest places I see this is where women are scared around what their families will think. A lot of women have really tricky relationships with their mums when it comes to this area of their lives, like 
Many, 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 many women that I speak to say that their mum has influenced them, often unintentionally, but not always, to become and remain entrenched in diet culture. So like maybe she made comments on your weight or on your body, or maybe she actually put you on a diet. Maybe she treated you differently from other people in their family who have smaller bodies. Maybe she is or was so firmly focused on trying to control her own body through food or, you know, makes negative comments about her own body. And you believe that's going to extend to judgment of you. And it's not just mums, of course. Like I hear this about grandparents, aunties and uncles, dads, siblings, you know, and then of course people outside the family as well. But mums are a big one, definitely, that come up time and time and time again. So when you think about accepting your body at any size instead of chasing weight loss or about quitting dieting and actually allowing yourself to enjoy foods like pizza or takeaway again, you get that person's voice in your head. Or maybe you picture what they might say or how they might look at you and you think, "Mm -mm, no way, I can't do that. I can't do it. Like It's just not possible for me. And so you just stay where you are instead, even though you know it's not working for you because you don't want to deal with whatever might come your way from the people if you announce that you're done with a diet culture BS. But it's not just the people that we know and that we love that we're worried about. <laughs> oh no, it's even people we don't even know. It's strangers on the internet. It's randoms on the street. It's vague acquaintances who you actually don't really care about. And like, you might see women in larger bodies than you on Instagram wearing crop tops or tight fitting dresses or shorts or whatever it is. And you're like, damn, she looks hot. I wish I could do that. But you don't do it. Because you're worried about like the judgy up and down looks you might get from one or two people on the street. You're worried that if you post a photo on Instagram in a bikini when you're plus size, that you might get gross troll comments from men with no profile pictures. And you're trying to please all of these people, the ones you know and the ones you don't, by trying to fit into their box for you, by sticking to their narrative about what the right thing to do is, by living up to their expectations. And you're sacrificing what would be good for you in the process. And this also leads on to my second way that this is ruining your life. And it's that you're trusting societal messaging more than yourself. Now, I did market research calls a few weeks ago because I was curious about this whole people pleasing angle, I suppose. And this was something that came up with quite a few women. They were saying things like, it's like a people pleasing society, not just actual people. And that for me was like, oh my God, yes, it's exactly like that. And it's even more wild to me that we let us influence us than, you know, worrying about what our parents think, for example, because you're focusing on meeting the needs of this intangible thing, like not someone, you know, not someone whose opinion you care about, just this general, the world, people, everyone. And it's not about trying to please actual people. You're just trying to fit into this box that quote unquote society has created through, you know, societal beauty standards, beliefs that have been imposed on us by the media or the shoulds that we all feel like we need to live up to. Like, despite the fact that there is plenty of evidence to say that you don't need to be skinny, to be healthy, worthy, beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. Many of us still feel like the opposite is actually true. We still feel like we need to be a certain size or weight or shape And it's not a fact, like it's been proven not to be a fact, but society hasn't necessarily caught up to the fact. So we're all being controlled by trying to please something that's not even true. We're still focused on that. Like it's wild to me. Like I know that my body is healthier now as a plus size person than it was when I was a size 12, but the pressure is still there to conform and to shrink myself because it's better. Bunny is around better. 
Luckily, because I've done so much work on this and I've found food and body freedom, I trust myself and my own body more than that societal messaging. But if you're stuck in people-pleasing mode, you're not trusting yourself. You're trusting all of this external messaging instead. And that's what you're focusing on. That's what you're trying to live up to. Now, another way that people-pleasing is really ruining this, and I think this is one of the biggest ones, is it's hurting your relationships. And I think so many people think it's the other way. They think, oh, but I'm people-pleasing because I don't want to let anyone down because I want my friends, my family, my loved ones to be happy. And yet it's not the case most of the time. Like I could give you so many examples of times that people-pleasing behavior has harmed my clients' relationships or made them more difficult. And too often, women are not advocating for their own needs in relationships. They're not speaking up and they're not standing up for themselves. And it can be something as trivial, but like, it's not actually trivial. It's actually a big deal as a more even distribution of housework all the way through to working on the foundation of your relationship, like making big decisions together or communicating your feelings and getting your needs met. So when you're constantly doing more than your fair share, or you're not being heard, or you're not being considered, that can build up a whole lot of resentment and can end up blowing up things into this huge problem in your relationship. And that's not just romantic relationships either. Like that's family relationships, that's friendships, that's work relationships, all of it. It's hurting relationships because also you're not being yourself and the people around you should want you to be you. Like if you think about the people in your life, you want them to be themselves, right? Like you want them to be doing what's right for them. You want them to be happy. And yet it's a different story for you. And yet you seem to be doing the opposite for yourself. And also on this relationship topic, the effect of you people pleasing and not going after food and body freedom is perpetuating the generational diet culture cycle and hurting your kids. So for all of the mums out there, one of the biggest reasons to work on letting go of people pleasing and working on your food and body relationship is for your kids. Like kids are like sponges. So from the ages of zero to seven, everything they experience is absorbed into their subconscious mind and forms their beliefs like for the rest of their lives. So if they hear mum saying, Oh, I'm so fat. I need to stop eating chocolate. They're going to take that on as being fat is bad. Chocolate makes you fat. Chocolate is bad. And if I'm fat, then I am bad. Cue a lifetime of issues with their own food and body relationship. Like, obviously I'm simplifying it a bit there, but I just need you to know how important it is to watch how you're speaking around children. And even if you're trying to do better and to raise your kids differently so that they don't grow up with that messaging, if you're still battling with your own body or you've got a different set of rules for the way you speak to yourself versus the way you speak around them, it can still have an impact. But like I said before, you can't fully step into a food and body freedom lifestyle without letting go of the people pleasing. So until you do that, then this generational diet culture cycle is going to keep happening. It's going to impact them. And then if they don't make a change, it's going to impact their kids. And we're not going to change the world if we do that, guys. And like I said before, our goal is changing the world. We want to change the way everyone thinks so that the world is a better place for the next generation, apart from, you know, climate change and all of that. But that's a whole another story. So what are you supposed to do? If you want things to change, you need to change. You need to build your relationship with yourself and focus on putting yourself first for once. You need to fill up your own cup first before you can give to everyone else because you cannot pour from an empty cup. We all know that, right? Like that's, that's a very common saying. We all know that. So what we do is we try and focus on filling up our cup with, you know, the obligatory bubble bath or by going for a walk. But 
these things aren't going to fill up your cup if it's got holes in it. And if you haven't got a solid relationship with yourself, one built on self-trust and self-belief, then your cup has holes. I'm sorry, you've got a holy cup. And anything you do to fill it up is just going to leak on out because you're putting your blinkers on and you're ignoring the things you actually need to be doing. And that's building trust, respect, self-worth and love for yourself. Those are the things that will plug those holes and repair your cup so that you can have plenty for yourself and plenty to give to the other people in your life. And you get those things from a great relationship with food, loving and accepting your body and building a healthy mindset. Because when those things are solid, you've got the energy, the brain space and the time for supporting yourself and the people you love, your partner, your kids, your friends, your family. And particularly when you're a people pleaser, it feels really hard to put yourself first because you're so focused on everyone else's needs. But by not taking care of yourself, You're hurting those relationships. And that's the last thing you want to be doing, particularly as a people pleaser. You care so much about the other people in your life. A really beautiful example of someone who made the change from people pleaser to someone who puts herself first and has seen so many benefits from doing so is one of my one-on-one clients, Sarah. So in our first session, Sarah told me about how she was really struggling in many areas of her life, like obviously her relationship with food and her body, but also her mental health in general, the pressures of her family and feeling really overwhelmed by life. So I asked her in that first session if she could find just five minutes per day to do something to fill up her own cup, like maybe sitting with a cup of tea outside, maybe journaling, maybe reading her book. And she was like, no, there was no way, absolutely no way she could fit five minutes, just five minutes per day for herself into her life. Because she had to work, raise her two boys, do the housework, be a loving wife, cook all the meals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she's the perfect example of someone who sacrificed all of her own needs for other people. And she couldn't even imagine putting herself first. Like that was just an alien concept to her. She didn't think it was humanly possible. But by the end of our time working together, Sarah had become the type of woman who put herself first and everyone around her benefited from it. Her marriage was better. She was spending more enjoyable quality time with her kids. She was filling her own cup and she was prioritizing doing that. She was confident. She was happy in her own body, having more fun in her life. And it built so much belief in herself. Like comparing Sarah on week one versus Sarah in our final week was like a night and day. She had built this incredible relationship with herself. She'd let go of the people pleasing to prioritize herself and everyone benefited so much so. So the biggest thing that I want you to take away from today is put yourself first. It's not mean, it's not selfish, and it's not going to harm the relationships in your life because you'll learn to truly focus on what you want, what you need and what you deserve, and everyone around you will reap the rewards. And if you want the best way to do that while also building an unshakably healthy relationship with your body and all foods, then going all in on your food and body freedom journey is the way to do it. Now, if this resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Send me a DM on Instagram. Tell me how people pleasing has been holding you back and let's chat about how you can move past it. I hope you enjoyed the first episode back for season three. I'm very excited for the rest of this season and I'll see you to do that in the next episode.